There's a story here for everyone, skeletons with torn and tangled flesh who roam the earth, a ghost who takes revenge on her murderer, and a haunted house where every night a bloody head falls down the chimney. This week on the podcast, Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark by Alvin Schwartz. It's a book podcast where we reread books from our youth and see if they're good now, if they creep us out, or if they're just not scary Terrible. at all. <laughs> <laughs> I'm one of your hosts, Emma. I'm the other host, Allison. And this week, it's my pick, and I chose Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark because I don't know many people that didn't read this right. in the 90s. I feel like if you are a child of the 90s or late 80s that you had to have read this. Exactly. I mean, everybody was reading it. Yes. That's yes. just how it went. And I actually didn't know that this was this was published in 1981 because I didn't hear about this book until the 90s, or at least I didn't see it until later on in the 90s. I feel like I heard about it earlier than that. Um, was your older sister reading it? No, this okay. was, the, I bought this book myself, like oh. at a used bookstore okay. or something because everybody in my class was reading it. Oh. I feel like maybe she just missed it. Okay. Like she was just a little too old for that. I don't know. My, I'm pretty sure my older sister had it, but she didn't share things with us. So I had to get mine from the library. My mom worked at the middle school. Um, so I'd come over there after elementary school, check out this book and go to the baseball field. That's where I read all of my scary stories. But only if people weren't in the baseball field. It had to be empty, of course, because that would be super spooky. So I'd go out there by myself. I'm surprised you wanted it to be spookier. <laughs> knowing you I, could, reading, I had more of a tolerance for reading Sweet things. Valley High Look, in, the, in the daylight. I know. <laughs> I had more of a tolerance when I was when I was younger. I could handle this stuff. But See, I wouldn't it's say the opposite I, for me. Really? Yeah. I guess it grew I don't know. I think there's something about having babies, too. No, you were, no, you were a chicken before you had babies. <laughs> that's true. That's true. You can't blame it I don't it know on that. what happened. Maybe I just, I, I have a threshold and I met that threshold at some point watching a scary movie and it was too much. I couldn't go back. And then you just thought they were all going to be terrible like that? Yeah. Do you remember what movie did that to you maybe? Well, okay. One of the movies I remember, uh, it was one of the, it, oh, it was, okay. So two movies came out around the same time about a haunted house. There was The Haunting, yeah. and then, like, The House on Haunted Hill. Didn't those come out, like, when we were adults? Yes. What Hush. year was that? <laughs> Hang on. Okay. So the one with Tay Diggs in it. That was The Haunting, right? I don't know. I, I don't can't remember. remember. The one with Tay Diggs in it was so terrifying to me that the only way I could get through the movie was to focus on the fact that this, these poor psych- psychiatric patients were tortured by the doctor so i was crying watching this movie because i turned it into this sad emotional story in order to get through all the scary bits i just remember it had tay diggs in it and tay diggs survived i was like yes 1993 or 1999 93 1999 is when the haunting came out so okay you know i i remember that i also well you know what i watched the exorcist in a theater after that oh when it re-released yes we were definitely in college then because i I drove i drove an hour through the woods home like the at midnight is scary. it was terrible it it maybe that was that was it that must have been that it was because that threshold. movie scarred me too but i was in eighth grade <gasps> when i watched it i watched it when i was younger yeah. too but not oh wait you said eighth grade i thought oh, i was like oh my god eight no eighth, eighth, grade. Eighth, no eighth grade eighth grade okay and it scared me a lot <laughs> yeah it's terrifying yeah uh so scary stories then. yeah 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 did um, it terrify you as a child 
No, I don't have any specific memories of being scared of these stories specifically. Yeah. And what's weird about it is I barely remember any of the stories. Really? The one that I remember about the spiders must have been in the second one. Because it's not in this one. Yeah. It's either this, obviously, it's either the second or third. Uh, So what's interesting about this book, it was in the number one spot of challenged books. This is a list of 100 books. Number one spot from 1990 to 1999. And the, challenged means they don't want them like right kids for to the get American them. Library Association, which is really stupid because these are all tales that have been passed down for generations. Right, and not only yeah. that, but specifically the first book, the other two books have way scarier stories in them. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, and they were lower on the list. This first one was at the top from 1990 to 1999. You know what else was on that list? Handmaid's Tale, Cujo, Christine, I, Harry I agree. Potter. Oh, Harry Potter is because of the devil, but <laughs> I, I agree with children not reading Cujo and Christine. Those are scary for but kids. But why would those be so much lower compared to this at the top? Honestly, I don't know. Maybe because kids, like, this was like a, a trend with kids, yeah. and they just wanted to stifle that because yeah. everybody had it. Like, well, so everybody there, I knew had it. There's a documentary. Oh, really? And I watched that, oh, yes. that's interesting. And they spoke to the woman that kind of, like, spearheaded the whole ban this book type of thing and she first started out by saying it was all about age appropriateness it's not that she wants them completely out of the library but it's just not appropriate for children from five to eleven but the I more mean, she talked but the more she talked there was she was saying things about like you know there's you know evil out in the world and this book kind of like and what it, 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 like, it makes people aware <laughs> of it and a little more cautious i don't understand yes I mean, I wouldn't want a five-year-old reading this. No. No way. I would not give this to my five-year-old. No, but not because I think it's going to, like, you know, make them go out and do bad things. No. Because it's, it's going to scare yeah, them. Yeah. Scare the crap out of them. Um, and part of the reason why it's scary are the illustrations. Oh, yeah. The illustrations are, I mean, they're fantastic, they but they're, they're, they're terrifying. terrifying. Mm-hmm. And in this documentary, they mentioned that Stephen Gamble doesn't really give interviews but they were able to find an interview. Of course along- he doesn't. <laughs> He's an artist. He just seems like that type. <laughs> yeah. They were able to find an interview a long time ago where he said that he doesn't really talk to the author when it comes to collaborating on these images. I could see he that went- because the story is like lighthearted and he's got like a freaking terrifying <laughs> monster on the page. Well, he, he has a relationship with the words. He's, yeah. He feels like as soon as it comes to him, the author's job is done. He doesn't yeah. even... So I thought that was pretty cool. I mean, it works. But yeah, the the drawings are exponentially more terrifying. Is there a particular drawing that you remembered? Um, Not from this one. Although maybe it was the uh, Bloody Fingers one. I think I remember that one in particular. Yeah, that, the, the ghost girl for sure. Okay, so there's this terrifying picture of this woman. I'm assuming it's, yeah, it's a woman that looks like she's basically rotting away. Mm-hmm. She doesn't have eyeballs it's just eye sockets i mean that's how it's described in yeah, the story it's so. terrifying good job this is this is one of the this is one of the ones that i remember and the book that i have is a re-release from 2017 they they put out a 2010 version but people got so upset because they were using new illustrations i don't even remember i i don't think i've seen what the new illustrations i haven't either look like that i think they told like they used a new artist too um, so they re-released that poor it. artist. Huh? That poor artist. I know, right? It's He's like, like, oh, I worked so hard. They were probably so inspired by this. I'm like, yes, yeah. I get to pay tribute. And yeah. then everybody's like, no. You suck. Yeah. Poor guy. <laughs> um, it's okay. 
So they re-released it in 2017 with the original art, but the book cover that I remember had a like a skull, like a skull, yeah, a head. It. Hang on, my version has it, and it's got a pipe, and there were red and blue accents. Yes, yeah, chilling. It's, a, it's yeah, a skull coming out of the ground. Looks kind of like it's got a clown nose. Yeah, <laughs> it's got a pipe, and there's like a graveyard to one side, and a old creepy looking barn to the other side. Mm-hmm. So, and the version that I have looks like. Scarecrow. This is probably from Harold, the story Harold, which a lot of people reference as like the scariest story. For really? Them, which is, and that's in the third book. I never read the other books. I've just read this one. I don't remember that story in particular. Like None of the ones in this one are very scary. No, they're not. Which again, I'm kind of surprised is why I would be in the challenged, like the number one Because it was trendy. That's why, I think. But the other two were trendy too. Not the same way. Not the same way? Not the same way. He beat out Goosebumps, too. Well, Goosebumps stories are lame. <laughs> Those aren't scary at all. <laughs> Those are scary like the worst witch but, is scary. Okay, well, do you feel like this This book was scary? I feel like the drawings goosebumps? are scary. And, yeah. and you know what? It's the writing style of the stories that make them less scary because they're all kind of told in a very like matter-of-fact way. Well, one thing. So Alvin Schwartz was a journalist. And his writing style is more in that vein. He yeah. loves to do research. He would research for months well, and months before he'd write it. Honestly, my favorite part of this book is the notes in the back where he talks about, like, the variations of the stories and where he found them. I never read that part when I was a I kid. didn't either. I don't even remember them. I didn't remember it either. And I was like, oh, the book's over already, but there's more pages. And then I'm like, oh, wait. And then I'm, like, reading about all the, like, where the stories came from. And oh, that's cool. more interesting to yeah. me. It is interesting. I actually don't read. I mean, I checked. Oh, on you a, didn't. I you checked. Should. I know. I checked on a few of them that, that I really like. It's really um, cool because he tells about like you know this is where the original story was, and then he'll tell the original story and then how it's changed over time, and it was really cool. I thought that yeah. was really cool. Yeah, and some of the proponents for keeping these in the libraries would mention this. This was a way for children to experience other cultures and learn about other, other stories. stories. I mean, I think that's a stretch, but okay. Whatever no, keeps totally, it in the library. <laughs> yeah. I totally agree with it, though. Um, but yeah, Alvin Schwartz was a journalist. He loved to research. Take him about a year. Uh, half that time was research. The other half was writing. He would read each story three to four times aloud in the bathroom because the acoustics were best because he cared about how they sound because these stories were to be told. I, what's weird about that is I'm not a journalist or anything like that. But that's how I decide if my writing is good. I will read it out loud. Really? Yes. So I understand. <laughs> you understand because that. do you read like, in the bathroom? No. Okay. I just read. I just read the sentence out loud. And the reason I do it when I write is because I write like a lot of dialogue and stuff, and I want it to sound natural. Right. So I read it like I'm having a conversation with myself, <laughs> and see if it sounds weird. And it works because I'll like read something and I'll be like, no, that doesn't sound right. And then I'll fix, fix it. it. So. Cool. So yeah. He wanted the reader to read these aloud and embellish it themselves. So a lot of these are bare bare bones. bones, Yeah. yeah. Which makes sense. Yeah. Before, when I was first starting reading it, I'm like, wow, this is not much to it. But now that I understand, like, oh, these were meant to be read aloud. I didn't read this aloud to my friends. Did you read this aloud? Um, So we did... I don't think they were from this book, or maybe they were. I remember having, going to certain, like, slumber parties where we sat around and read 
um, scary stories. And one of the ones he mentions in the back, the golden arm one, is one that I remember us. The golden arm. Yeah. It's it's like one of the stories in here is based on it, but I can't remember which one. Okay. Well, you're um, going to have to remember. Uh, go to the back <laughs> of the book. But it, I remember that one in particular being one that everybody always liked to tell because it's supposed to be one where you point out someone in the room. Oh, maybe that was the big toe. Like, you oh, have it. Oh, yeah, I think it is. Okay. I think that is the one. Um, yeah, because it's like you know, basically about a ghost that's missing a golden arm and he's looking for it. And then okay. finally you're supposed yeah. to point someone out and be like, you've got the golden arm and scream. And then everyone screams, you know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I do appreciate. So the first, like, section of stories, I do like the uh, descriptions of the sections. So, yes, like, the he first, has them categorized. I, yeah, which I also didn't remember. I don't, yeah, I don't remember that Our either. first category is called Strange and Scary Things. And it says, the description is, Pioneers used to entertain themselves by telling scary stories. At night, they might gather in someone's cabin around a fire and see who could scare the others the most. And all the stories in this section have, like, cues, yeah. which I thought was interesting, and I don't remember that. It's just like, now is the part where you scream. Yeah. Now is the part where you lower your voice, <laughs> you know. The first, like, section of stories is just entitled, ah, which is the ones that are supposed to make people, like, jump and scare. So they're, like, jump scare stories. Right. And uh, it includes the stories, The Big Toe, The Walk, What Do You Come For, Me Tai Doty Walker. I loved Me Tai Doty really? Walker. Really? I hate yes. that one. Why? I'll tell you why. Okay. Hang on. The man who lived in Leeds and the old woman all skin and bone. So do you think Me Tai Doty Walker's your favorite one in that section? Yes. Why? Probably. The dog because, dies. Okay. Well, I did write in my notes. It's not because the dog dies. It's because I like the singing quality of it. Well, that that one is not even the singiest one in there. Hang on. Let me get to it. I know there's actual songs in here, but... Yeah, which I was like, I wish I had my piano set up so I could <laughs> oh, tell what the song is. There's a keyboard right behind yeah, you. I don't know how to turn that on. <laughs> I would play it if I knew how to turn it on. Linty yeah. kinchy coli moly ding, dingo dingo. So you, no, that's why you like it, because it's got Me nonsense words in it. Me, Walker. That's why you like it. I like it, yes. Because it's got nonsense words in yes. it. Yes. See, it's, I didn't like it It's all. my brand. It's totally my brand right there. So you can go ahead and summarize that story a little bit. All right, so a rich man offers a boy $200. To stay, stay overnight yeah. at this house where a head falls down a chimney. Yeah. He brings his dog, mm -hmm. starts a fire, and then he starts to hear someone singing softly and sadly off in the woods, Me, Taido, T-Walker. And he's like, oh, it's just somebody singing. But then his dog answers the song. As soon as my dog started talking, I'd be out. <laughs> right. Softly and sadly, it's saying, Linchy, kinchy, coli, moly, dingo, dingo. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just love it. So it just goes on. He's like, what, it gets closer. That's right. All these things, they get closer. Me, Taido, T-Walker. And then the dog always answers. Lynchy, kinchy, coli, moly, dingo, dingo. And then, let's see, what happens? Oh, he's trying to, he's trying to uh, keep the dog quiet, and it doesn't work. And then it gets louder and louder and now me Tidoti Walker is coming down the chimney and the dog saying right back Lynchy Kinchy Collie Molly Dingo Dingo and suddenly a bloody head fell out of the chimney it missed the fire and landed right next to the dog the dog took one look and fell over dead from fright the head turned and stared at the boy slowly it opened its mouth and ah yeah 
That's how it ends. <laughs> You're supposed to turn to your friend and scream. Yeah. But the dog is dead. I know. I know. It's sad. But yeah, at the time that my dog starts singing, singing, yeah. that's when I'd be out of there. That's not $200 worth for me. I was trying to pick out what my favorite one in this section is, and there isn't one. I just don't really, really? I don't really like any of the ones in this section. What, well, what about the big toe? I mean, uh, the big toe bothers me because why the fuck would you eat a toe? Yes. This so, kid finds a toe in the ground. Yeah, and then he takes it home and they eat it for dinner. They must have been really hungry. Look, we don't know what time <laughs> period this is. Here I am defending cannibalism. Shut up. <laughs> Yeah, that one I don't I I don't get it. And the the drawing is terrifying. Yes. And yeah, I don't What about what do you come for? That drawing is That drawing is really scary really too. Really great too. It's a uh, pair of dangling feet. Dangling feet. Yeah, that's the one where like all the different body parts come down one by one and he's like I come for you and that's it. Like since I guess it's just cuz jump scares aren't my thing because yeah. the stories themselves are not good. It's all about like Building you, you up. You build up, you build up, but there's no payoff other than like screaming in a room. Right. So I'm just, <laughs> I, I don't know. It's, it's better to do this with friends. I don't actually like jump scares anyway because I think it's like a cheap, a cheap scare. Yeah. And, you know, movies that ha- are, rely on jump scares, not into it, you know. Well, The Watcher in the Woods had some of those. Yeah, but they didn't scare me. That movie has overall creepiness, yes, and that's does. why I like it. It's got atmosphere. There are some jump scares for sure. but Well, I think, like I said, with these books, he's pared it down so the reader can embellish it. So it's about you building the atmosphere. But if you're sitting here reading it by yourself. It's not scary. It's not scary. Mm-hmm. That's why you've got to create the mood. Yeah, you've yeah. got to go somewhere. These are definitely, you definitely got to do it in a dark room with a bunch mm-hmm. of children. <laughs> To scare the children or yes. to scare you? Are the children going to be scaring you? Or are you no, I'm scare scaring the children. Okay. okay. <laughs> the next section of stories is called He Heard Footsteps Coming Up the Cellar Stairs. This one's good because it's about ghosts. Yeah. So the little description says, There are ghosts in this chapter. One comes back as a real person. Another takes revenge on her murderer. And there are other strange happenings. Now, despite the fact that I really like uh, ghost stories, none of these were really my kind of ghost story. Although, the ones that are in this chapter are The Thing, Cold as Clay, The White Wolf, The Haunted House, The Guests. All right. There wasn't a favorite? I think I like The Thing a lot. Really? Because I feel like it was was creepy, but in a subtle way. Uh, So basically, it's about like, two friends that are out and they see like a figure out in the street and one of them goes up to look at him and he is frightened runs screaming and says that he saw a skeleton and then soon after that friend dies Mm -hmm. and when his friend was sitting by his deathbed he says that his friend looked like a skeleton so it's kind of like a curse that's passing from person to person oh okay i think like I feel like the way they told it is not very scary, but the concept of it is scary to me. Yeah, uh, I it wasn't. S- it wasn't his friend time traveling in some weird dimensional <laughs> your face. Mm, no. That's not how I read it. <laughs> I read it as being like a you see the face of a skull and you're about to die. Okay, like but wait, seeing the Grim Reaper. Kind okay, of hold on, hold on. So Sam is the one that's going to try to touch it, and he peered into its face. And Ted took one look at it and screamed. Yeah, Ted's the one that saw it. 
But Sam looked at it, too. Did he? Yes. No, he says... Sam said, I'm going to try to touch it. Then we'll know if it's real. He walked up to it and peered into its face. So why did it take Ted? And not Sam. Who knows? Maybe. Maybe. Let's go. Maybe it's uh, whoever Sam sees as a skeleton dies. Oh. I don't know. I don't either. I don't know. (laughs) But he stays with Ted till the end of his life. It's a story about friendship. Well, I mean, it's not really his... I mean, it was only a year later, so... Oh, Jesus. What happened? He died. He he got... It said he got got sick sick. and died. Yep. I don't know. That was fast. I don't know. I feel like I like that one because there's, like, things you can imply and, like, you're kind of... I like stories where you're like, what really happened, Mm -hmm. you know? So, I don't know. How do you... think it's death? How do you interpret that, everybody out there? I wonder how the internet interprets it. Oh, gosh. Oh, look in the notes section. The notes section. Okay, the thing. This this tale describes a forerunner or a forewarning of death. The warning is a skeleton-like figure that appears, then That's chases what I the principal characters. The skeleton actually is a wraith, an apparition that depicts a living person or as he or she will look at death. But the most commonly reported forerunners are heard, not seen. Hmm. They are sounds like a knock on the door or the striking of a clock. Ooh. I love that's why, why I love the why, notes. So it just showed up to like let Ted know. Let yeah, Ted I guess it, know, I, like, I, hey, like, Ted's gonna get yeah. sick in a year. Like the Grim Reaper, he saw the face of death. I mean, it did say that the other guy did it say he saw the skeleton? I'm trying to remember. Hang on. I I moved ahead. Yeah. He said it looked like a skeleton. Sam saw it. Ted didn't see it. No, it said Ted took one look and screamed. So obviously he did see it. But did he get close enough to see the skeleton? Ted's the one that died. Well, he wasn't wearing a hat. So yes, he did see it. <laughs> I mean, it's I don't know. It's just coming for Ted. It was just letting Ted know. But Sam saw two Grim Reapers? No, he saw one. Oh, well, he was coming for Ted. Sam decided to see, or Sam saw it, I guess, obviously. He's just, he's but, just preparing them both. Yeah. But then, Look, Ted's what, if it die, was just Sam. Sam and Ted in the room, and he saw the skeleton then, then we know Sam's dying. Yeah. So, yeah, it's basically just a... It's just like, hey, guys, you're good friends. <laughs> yeah. Ted's going to die in a year. Yeah. <laughs> He's just letting you know. It's just nice. Yeah. It's all about nice, nice ghosts. <laughs> nice ghosts. <laughs> what was your favorite story in this one? The Why Haunted House. Oh. It's, what? That's about, like a, that's about like a nice ghost. I'm not into it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, she was terrifying looking. Yes, she was. But she, like, does nice things for that guy. She Just if he helps her find her murder. Yeah. What's, what's the basic premise of it? Oh, gosh. You know? Well, it's about a preacher and a ghost. She him. gives one of her finger bones. Yeah, yeah. And he, she tells him to put it in the collection plate at church the next day. And it will show him who her murderer is. And voila, it happens. And then she also tells him that she'll let him know where she hid some money and Mm -hmm. he can take that money and put it towards the church. Yep. What a nice ghost. Yes. It's wonderful. It's not scary at all. (laughs) But the the picture is terrifying. The picture is definitely terrifying. It does not go with the spirit of the story. Uh, The cold is clay one I want to mention because I think in a previous podcast I mentioned the story about about the giving the ride to the ghost story remember 
No. Like you give a ride to a ghost and then you go to her house yeah and they're like she's been dead for a year yes. or something yeah that's what cold as clay is based on or okay. or it's the Those origin stories. of that one okay yeah i kind of didn't get that story in the fact that the the lover comes to get the dead lover comes to get his living lover and yeah and he says your father needs you yeah and she rides and i'm like does her father need her no no it, was it just a way to get him to it, tell the, the truth? It's the exact same story as the car, except that, like, he's giving a horse ride <laughs> to this girl, and then she gets to the house, and they're like, he died! <laughs> Although, I don't know how they wouldn't have told her. Like, the, what kind of people are you? If Terrible. They, yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, maybe it just happened. I don't remember what it says. But, uh, yeah, so it's just, it's essentially the exact same story about getting a ride from a ghost. Okay. The wolf one, I didn't quite understand. I didn't care about the wolf one, honestly. I wanted to like it, but I I, I don't think I understood it. Like, is the guy the werewolf? No, I think it's just a ghost wolf. The ghost wolf just killed him? Yeah. Because he killed all those other wolves. Yeah, I guess. So this guy got he- really rich off of killing wolves, and then he decided to stop. But then everybody was complaining about this wolf, this white wolf that was going around killing all the livestock. Yeah. So he's like, one last time. Yeah. But it was a ghost wolf. So the wolf just came back just to murder him. Yeah. And because after that guy died, they never saw him again. Yeah. See, I was hoping that, like, he was the wolf. I don't know. <laughs> like, I wanted something more from that. Yeah. But that's not how it No. Was. It's just a wolf claiming revenge. The guest one is pretty good too because it's it's kind yeah. of another one that's like the uh like I feel the like car this, one. Yeah, this is this is something that I would believe. Yeah. Yeah, it is kind <laughs> of like that. So it's like it's about these people that like go stay in a house and there's like a nice family there and they let them stay and uh they like give them money on the way out. They leave it on the table and then they go to the next town and people are like, "Uh, that house burned down." And instead of just being like, whatever, the people go back the next day and the house is in fact burned down and their money is sitting on the table. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that is a story that I think like I wouldn't believe it, but it's classic. It takes a lot for you to believe. So I feel like the next section, which is called they eat your eyes, they eat your nose is about all the like gross things, which is also not the kind of scary I like. You just do you you just like the creepy dolls? Creepy no. children? No. I like ghost stories. I like creepy, I like haunted house stories. I like creepy dolls. But you want haunted children. house with mean ghosts or messed up ghosts, not nice ghosts. Yeah. Okay. This isn't freaking Casper. <laughs> <laughs> so I like stories about things that can't happen in real life. Really, okay. that's what it is. Okay. Because if it's about something that's real, like is it in, too is it too boring for you? No, I, well, it depends on what it is. Okay. Like in this one, I don't like things that gross me out. Oh yes, so I don't like that. Although body horror is something that can't happen necessarily, but it's something that I well, it depends on the kind, I guess. So you can get a parasite, but uh, that stuff's just I don't think like things that gross me out, and I don't like stories that could actually happen, like stories about. I'm fascinated by serial killers, but I don't find, like, enjoyment in those kinds of stories because I'm like, that shit could actually happen to me. Exactly, yeah. And there is a section in here that's about that stuff, too. Yeah. And I like the stories, but I'm not, like, into them, if you know what I mean. Anyway, uh, here's the description of this section. They eat your eyes, they eat your nose. These are scary stories about all kinds of things. The ones told here are about a grave, a witch, a man who liked to swim, a hunting trip, and a market basket. 
There also is one about worms eating your corpse. Your corpse. Which ones are in here? The Her Song, The Girl Who Stood on a Grave, A New Horse, Alligators, Room for One More, The Wendigo, Dead Man's Brains, May I Carry Your Basket. So there's a lot of them in this one. Lots of gross stories. Although I don't know why the Wendigo is in here. I guess it's because it's not about a human or a ghost. It probably doesn't fit anywhere else. Well, there is mention of feet, but... (laughs) Yeah, but I think of, like, Wendigo as, like, a a folklore legend. Yeah. Which, the strange thing about that one is that's not... That legend of the Wendigo is not the legend I knew as a kid. I knew the cannibal story, which if you had read the notes, (laughs) you would know about that. There's another, like, like... It's a Native American legend about the Wendigo. And the one in this book talks about how, like, it's a creature that, like, kind of, like, lives on a win- on the winds and, like, drags you mm-hmm. and drops you. Mm-hmm. But the one that I – the story that I know about the Wendigo is basically a person turns into a Wendigo when they eat human flesh. Ooh. So then they turn into a Wendigo and then the next time they'll eat – a human, and then they turn into Wendigo. So, you know, that's that's the story I know. Did you find the notes about it? What's it say? Yeah, I'm reading it. In the lore of some northern tribes, the Wendigo functions not as the spirit of the cold, but as a cannibal giant that kills for human flesh. Some 19th century Indians also suffered a compulsion to eat human yeah. flesh, an illness anthro- anthropologists later described as a Wendigo psychosis. Yeah, so the, the legend is basically like, if you... Uh, Resort to cannibalism, you'll turn into a Wendigo, but also if you're attacked by a Wendigo... You turn into one. Then you feel the compulsion to eat human flesh, and then as soon as you do, then, then you you're a Wendigo. turn into a Wendigo. Oh, yeah. interesting. So, yeah, there was no cannibalism No, in, in this there. one. Yeah, so the I guess the other legend is just about a creature that, like, drags you off. Yes. Which is scary enough, I'd Yes, say. it is. <laughs> uh, do you rem- So the Her song, do you remember how it goes? Um, yeah. You want to sing it? They eat your eyes, they eat your nose, they eat the jelly between your toes, or something like that. <laughs> That's the th- tune of it, though. Okay. It's like, do you ever laugh as the hearse goes by, for you may be the next to die. They wrap you up in a big white sheet from your head down to your feet. They put you in a big black box and cover you up with dirt and rocks. All goes well for about a week and then the coffin begins to leak. The worms crawl in, the worms crawl out, the worms play pinnacle on your snout. They eat your eyes, they eat your nose, they eat the jelly between your toes. A big green worm with rolling eyes crawls in your stomach and out your eyes. Your stomach turns a slimy green and pus pours out like whipping cream. You spread it on a slice of bread, and that's what you eat when you're dead. (laughs) So that was the hearse song. I'm really glad that you remembered that. (laughs) Yeah, I remember singing it as, as a kid, you know. The Girl Who Stood on a Grave is kind of a dumb story about, like, a girl who dies of fright because she got dared to stand on a grave. And she has a knife. They she, give her a knife to say, like, put it in the grave yeah. so we know that you've been here. Yeah. But she stabs her dress and thinks it's a hand that's holding her and she dies of fright. Yeah, because she can't get away. And right. I'm like, how idiotic are you? Just look down. <laughs> like, when you stab your clothes on something or when your clothes are caught on something, you know what that feels like. Well, I would certainly look down to try to get out of it. So yeah. I guess she didn't. No, wait, it's dark. Maybe it's too dark. Nah, you're giving her too much credit. <laughs> <laughs> Just don't stand on the grave. De- never stand on graves. No. The horror story is freaking weird. Uh, my notes say, strange AF. <laughs> yes. 
What? Give us the synopsis of this weird horse story, which, by the way, <laughs> horses again. I can't stop laughing because it's so weird. <laughs> so it's about this witch who turns this, I mean, she's choosing one guy every single night. She chooses one guy. The same guy. The same guy every night, turns him into a horse and just rides him. Yeah. Doesn't say why. Nope. Whether she's gathering mushrooms at night. No. She's just, just riding, riding, this, riding guy. this guy all, all night, night, all night long. And he's super tired the yeah. next day, which is understandable. <laughs> yeah. So his friend decides to trick the witch, hears the words that she says, and uses them on her and changes her into a horse. But the first thing he does is rides her into town and gets the blacksmith to shoe her. Yeah. Which is terrible. It's really kind of creepy. She wasn't doing any of no, that. She didn't do any of that. No. She just wanted to ride him. Right. Yeah. No big deal. <laughs> So after he shoes this poor woman, he decides to inflict more upon her, more harm upon her, takes her back to her husband, she's still a horse, and says, hey, I got this old mare here. You got any, like, new stallions you want to trade for? And he's like, yeah, sure. So he gives the old witch horse yeah, to, to, her husband, to her husband, yeah. and he gets a new horse out of this. If she had a horse, why was she riding them? I don't know. There must have been some joy. I'm sure she took joy. Well, yeah, you know, men evil, into horses. Evil <laughs> witches are man hating. So, but she did have a husband. Well, maybe he was terrible too. But why wouldn't you just use your husband? Yeah, just ride him all night. He'd probably like that. <laughs> I mean, he was too old. Well, She's yeah. like, I need a young, young farm hand. <laughs> so, yeah, the it, you said that there was like an alternate version in the yes. in the notes. So it, back in the notes, it says. Uh, she transforms back into a witch. I guess the husband didn't know she was a witch. Freaks out, gets his gun, and... And kills her. Kills her. At the back of the book says, blows her brains out. Oh, nice. So... That's nice. There you go. That's a nice story. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> but Al, but uh, Alvin Schwartz doesn't include that in this. No. In this version. That would be too much for children. The picture here is really kind of creepy. It's kind of like a weird horse that's like sort of turning back into a woman. It's got like a high heel on. Oh, yeah. I like the long line of spittle. Coming from its mouth. Uh, the eyes. I yeah. just feel like it's a sad, a really sad horse. Well, th- yeah, poor lady. She's just been shooed. Yeah. <laughs> All she wanted to do was have some fun. <laughs> Come on, guys. No. they No, witches can't have fun. <laughs> the next one was kind of strange, too. Yeah, it's called The Alligators, and it's basically just about, like, a, a woman whose husband goes out and swims every night, and she doesn't know why, and then... They have two sons, and he starts taking the sons out to swim with them every night, and then she discovers they're alligators. Mm-hmm. Like, they've turned into alligators. And I guess, like, eventually they become alligators full-time. Right. And so I, I guess they, like, so do, they invite her to come swim, too, and she doesn't want to? No. Or so they like, don't invite her? No, they do invite yeah. her. Yeah. He says, come live with us. And she's like, nah. I don't want to be an alligator. Yeah. So. So was this guy, like, a shapeshifter? I don't know. Because at first it's like shape-shifting alligator. This it, could be hot. They never know because not. eventually he becomes an alligator forever. Forever, yeah. Also, I don't really think that shape-shifting alligators is going to be the next like romance <laughs> you trend. Don't think so? I don't think alligators. You sh- oh, you should start it. <laughs> no! Yes. You should start it. <laughs> first of all, I hate that that whole genre. Like, I hate werewolves. I, like, I don't find them sexy. It's not that I hate werewolves, but werewolves and wear everything. Just, I am so 100% not into so that. no wear gators? It, it, no wear gators. 
turn it already off. Exists. Major turn off. I'm sure it already exists. We need to look that up. Oh, gross. All right, I'm going to look okay. it up. Well, while you're doing that, in the documentary I watched, they interviewed some historian guy who was talking about the Civil War and how this story kind of relates to it. Um, in central United... Oh, you're laughing. You already found some... <laughs> I found some wear gators. Okay, sorry. So in the central central United States, uh, the Civil War was fought very differently. You, like in Arkansas, you knew who you were fighting against. You knew the person. You knew your neighbors. Um, and so he feels like this story kind of feeds into, you know, your family members thinking that they're on your side and they're actually not. So the alligators are not. Wait, no. I think it's that. The alligators thought the wife was going to join them, but she didn't. She didn't. She couldn't do it. Yeah, the alligators are like, come live with us. We're all happy. I mean, would you? I mean, would she turn into an alligator? Yeah. No, I'm assuming she would turn into an alligator, too. That's a huge change to make. I'd be like, are you happy? All right, cool. (laughs) Because, like, what is she going to do otherwise? She abandoned her family. She did. Uh, they invited her and she abandoned them. So what'd you find about wear gators? Well, so the only thing I'm, I'm not finding anything sexy. Like uh, <laughs> apparently wear gators is like a thing in like Dungeons and Dragons lore. Okay. Uh, and there's some hilarious pictures of, you think that's sexy? <laughs> no. No, no it's, it's definitely not a no. sexy thing. Here, what if I do wear gator um, romance? It's, bas- it's basically like the alligators in uh, Disney's Robin Hood. Like the animated. Okay, one. hang on. You found some romance. Yes. Yes. Well, hang on. Sorry, Allison, you missed that boat. It's on you Amazon. You could have been the Let first. You could have been the it. first. It's called. It's obviously. You know how you can have a bunch of uh, like self-published stuff on Amazon yeah. now. This is clearly one of those. I can always tell by the cover art if it's going to be you know official. Um, wow, it's expensive. Oh wait, no, this is a different. Different currency. Never mind. Okay. So it's called the Weregator's Protege. Werewolf versus Weregator. <laughs> um, hang on. I'm going to read the uh, description. Okay. After a routine killing of a group of college students, Rufus starts to have strange run-ins with the local gator population that leads him to uncover secrets about his past and his own abilities. <laughs> I'm interested. <laughs> what? What is it? The first. The, here's a review. The first gator story I've ever read, and I enjoyed it a lot. There was no romance, oh. but the gator was a good guy, kind of. Oh, <laughs> we want the romance. The, okay, this picture that comes with it, though. Wait, a romance novel about a... Wait, this might be a different one. Oh, Hang okay. on. There's more. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, this one's called Big Gator, a BBW shapeshifter paranormal romance. The It's part of the Gulf Coast Gator Shifters series. Yes. Oh, my gosh. This is great. Of course it would be Gulf Coast. <laughs> yeah. Holy crap. Uh, wait. Curvy alligator shifter Brandy Guillette is more than just a BBW. She's a BBG, a big, beautiful gator. <laughs> I love it. I love it. There's a oh, really long a description of it, but there you go. Wear gators. Were there any wear gators in True Blood? No. No. They missed an opportunity. They did. Considering it's in Louisiana. But gators are not sexy. Gross. (laughs) I'm just not into it. No. Like, at least with werewolves, they're, like, fuzzy and cuddly. Like, what are you going to... How are you going to cuddle with a gator? You can't. And maybe that's the appeal. (laughs) There's no cuddle time with gators. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, anyway. Moving on from gators. Room for one more is the next one. Yeah, that's basically... It's basically a story where a guy... uh, 
sees a man in a hearse and uh, he looks out at the guy and he's like, there's room for one more. And the guy's like, no, nah, thanks. And then he sees that same hearse driver later in an elevator and the guy says, room for one more. And he says, no, nah, I'll take the next one. And then all the people died in that elevator, which is a legit fear I have. Um, Dying in an elevator. Well, how do you how do you manage the elevators at Dragon Con? Um, I'm scared every time I go in there. <laughs> I mean, not like petrified, but I I definitely like it's all glass or whatever, and yeah. so I definitely look out, especially when there's a lot of people in there, and I feel a little nervous about it. I'm like, if we fall right now, we're all dead. Especially when the door alarm goes off. Like, I, I don't yeah, that's like the, like the limit. weight limit. Like the weight limit. I'm assuming that weight limit is like has a huge buffer. Let's hope so. Let's hope so. Don't don't because no one ever cares. No one's ever like, oh, <laughs> no, they're like, I'm coming on. Yeah, they're like, oh yeah, I'm coming on anyway. But yeah, it's kind of a stupid short story. The last one's called the Dead Man's Brains, and it's basically like that game where you like feel food items and you say that they're like you know body parts, you oh, know like worms. peeled grapes is eyeballs, yeah. spaghetti is worms or whatever, and so it's. It has, like, instructions on, like, which food items to use, and you're supposed to, like, have these words where you uh, have everyone around a dinner table and you talk about the body parts. Yeah. And, uh, my mother did a similar thing for me when I was young, and I had a Halloween slumber party or something, and she made us all, like, food that had, like, creepy names oh, to it, which I thought was really cool. Thanks, yeah. Mom. The experience that I had with this, um, my elementary school put on like a Halloween carnival and all different classrooms had different things like games and stuff. And one of the rooms had this whole thing where you'd go in and you, you closed your eyes and somebody would place your hand into a bowl and say, this is worms. And yeah, yeah, it was pretty fun. Last one in this section is called, may I carry your basket? I liked this one. You liked this one a lot. I did. Do you want to read it? Yes, I do. Sam Lewis spent the evening playing chess at a friend's house. It was about midnight when they finished their game and he started home. Outside it was icy cold and as quiet as the grave. As he came around a turn in the road, he was surprised to see a woman walking ahead of him. She was carrying a basket covered with a white cloth. When he caught up to her, he looked to see who it was. But she was so bundled up against the cold it was hard to see her face. Good evening, Sam said. What brings you out so late? But she didn't answer. Then he said, may I carry your basket? She handed it to him. From under the cloth, a small voice said, that's very nice of you. And that was followed by wild laughter. Sam was so startled that he dropped the basket and out rolled a woman's head. He looked at the head and he stared at the woman. It's her head, he cried, and he started to run and the woman and her head began to chase him. Soon the head caught up to him. It bounded into the air and sunk its teeth into his left leg. Sam screamed with pain and ran faster. But the woman and her head stayed right behind. Soon the head leaped into the air again and bit into his other leg. Then they were gone. I'm just imagining like a head bouncing <laughs> after him. Like, <laughs> give me that leg. <laughs> give me that leg. <laughs> so she just bites his legs and then and then leaves. Yeah. Yeah. We don't know if he's alive or dead. <laughs> Poor just, Sam. No, he's probably just bleeding out right yeah. there. She's like, nah, this isn't tasty enough. If it's just legs, though, he has a chance of living. <laughs> That's true. I, I believe in Sam. The next section, I think, is the scariest one because it's about things that are, like, real. Yes. It's called Other Dangers, and the little blurb is, Most of the scary stories in this book have been passed down over the years, but the ones in this chapter have been told in recent times. They are stories that young people often tell about dangers we face in our lives today. So a lot of them are uh, urban legends that I've actually heard. So in this one, we've got The Hook. The white satin evening gown, high beams, the babysitter. 
And that's it? Yeah, that's it's a it? short one. Yeah. Guess they don't have very many new urban legends, but uh, the hook one I remember from the movie Urban Legend. I think I'd heard about it before then, but that's the one that they like start the movie off with. Mm. I don't know if you saw that I movie. Did, no, I did not see that one. It's I don't remember anything else about it. Is other it like than that. a Final Destination type? Yeah, of, yeah. yeah. And I think it came out around the same time as like Final Destination, where it's just basically like a bunch of teens like dying. Yeah, you know. Um, but yeah, the. Everyone, I think everyone knows the hook story. It's basically what's like, the moral of the hook story? Don't be mean to people. Is it? Well, I wasn't it was the like, guy like don't a jerk? have sex? Oh, was but the boyfriend was like a jerk, wasn't he? Well, yeah, he was. Yeah. So, so you think the morals don't have sex? Yes. Don't have sex in a car. <laughs> don't don't do anything in a car because Mr. Hookman. Yeah. So basically, uh, yeah, they're in a car and they hear a hook dragging. Yeah, it's a way to tell kids like. Don't drive off alone. Yeah. Try to get get hanky panky. Yeah. Have sex in well lit areas. Yeah. <laughs> or in your own home. Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember the white satin evening gown story. I don't know. Like I don't remember ever hearing it. Um so it's basically about like a woman who buys an evening gown and she dies and then they figure out that the like the evening gown came from was pre-owned by uh, someone from a funeral home, and it was on a dead person, and mm-hmm. so it was soaked in formaldehyde. And I was like, first of all, don't you wash your clothes when you buy them used? Right. And and B, uh, I guess not. Would really, but would that really work? I don't know that it would work. I don't think that it would work, but... Because it's saying that it entered her skin when she was sweating while she was dancing. I mean, yes, Things enter into your pores. Sure, but, but it would have, it have to, to be, be a lot. really. I it mean, would have to be really you, soaked. You smell it too. Yeah, you would. Okay. Also, wash all the clothes you buy used. Yeah. Okay. Um, so that's the moral of that story. Yeah. Wash your clothes. Wash, wash your clothes. clothes. <laughs> if you buy used clothes, wash them before you wear them. I did read in the notes section that this one came from like Greek legends. Uh, I think it was Julius Caesar actually that they claimed somebody tried to poison him with by sending him a poison robe Mm. and obviously it didn't work because he died another way yeah but but still um that's kind of where that story comes from yeah i don't once again i don't know if that would work yeah i don't now i kind of want to look it up and see the science behind that can i poison someone by do you want that in your google search (laughs) god if they could get me by the things like google search i i don't know High beams is the next one, and I think that one's the most scary because it's something, A, that could actually happen. Yes. And, and B, it's something that, like, I really remember. Yes, um, I remember the story, too. Yeah. That's the one where, like, the girl is driving home, and there's a car behind her, and it keeps flashing its high beams, and she's freaked out and goes home and leaves the car, and the guy gets out of the car, and he's like, oh, my God, there's, like, a, a killer in the back of your car. And there was a there guy was. with a knife, and basically he every time he came up with the knife to stab her, the guy put on his beams to yeah to get him to go to back down. Him out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a story that I remember hearing like as fact passed around, like it actually happened. Did you ever have anybody flash your high beams? No, flash high beams at you. No, I did, <laughs> and it was scary. Yeah, and every time that happens to me, and it's only happened a few times, I do think, oh my gosh, is there, <laughs> is there somebody, someone in my back? Somebody in the back seat. Uh, the one time that it did happen to me and got kind of creepy, it was actually a guy posing as a police officer. What? Yeah, so I'm driving down this road. It's 2 a.m. It's 
uh, mountain road, so there's really nothing around me. And this guy comes up, and he's riding my tail. So I'm like, oh, here's the neighborhood. I'll pull over and let him pass me. So I let him pass me. He speeds off. I'm driving along, and then I come up on his car, and he's going really slow. And then he pulls over and lets me pass him. And as soon as I do that, he starts flashing his brights. So I'm like, what is this? Is this somebody in my backseat? Uh, or is this a prankster? I don't know what this is. Did you look is. in your backseat? Uh, <laughs> yes. I'm sure I did. I'm sure I did. But I was just trying to figure out what yeah. is going on. So I come up to this uh, four-way stop. There's a huge truck in front of me. So it's taking a while for the truck to keep to get going, to get momentum. And the guy gets out of his car and starts coming towards my car. I'm like, oh, what is this? I would have just driven away. Well, I started to drive. And then he starts running back to his car. And so my thought is, what if he tries to run me off yeah, the road? So yeah. let's just get this over with. <laughs> oh, God. So I, I wait for him to come up to my car, but I crack the window like itty bitty, itty bitty. And the doors are locked. And he says that he's a police officer, you know, why did I, he's like, why did you, why did you let me pass you back there? I'm like, uh, you were riding my tail, sir. <laughs> <laughs> I was just trying to be nice. Yeah. And he's like, oh, have you been drinking tonight? You've been, uh, None of your no, business. no. So finally, if he's not in a uniform, you don't have to tell him anything. I know, but I'm, what I'm, I, I kept thinking this guy could be crazy. Yeah, so if, if I'm going to go along, yeah, I'm yeah. going to go along with his story. If he thinks he's a cop. Go along with it. Okay. So I, you know, back and forth, and he stares at me. Well, you seem like you're all right, so I'll let you go this time. <laughs> oh, God. And I'm like, okay. And I roll up my window, and I go on my merry way. But like I said, later on, I found out through newspapers that there was this guy in the area posing as a police officer pulling people over. I don't know if he did anything to other people or if it was just you know woohoo yeah let just, me just uh, 2 a.m what can i do yeah. yeah i got nothing else to do i'm just i'm gonna use my power right. pretend to be a powerful man um so that's well, my that's, high that's really story. that's scary better than a guy being being in my being car in a car with a, with a knife yeah i i remember this story pretty specifically because i i do kind of always look in my back seat if like i've been parked somewhere Absolutely. unfamiliar for too. a while i do too because I, I don't know. I it, I don't the, know how they would get into my backseat, but you no, no. should check just in case yeah. because of this story. Yeah, <laughs> definitely because of this story. The next one is The Babysitter. This is so, definitely... Uh, yeah, why does this sound familiar? Well, because it's from Scream. Yeah. It's basically the calls coming from inside the house story. So mm -hmm. we have all heard that one. And it's been it's a trope that's been used over and over. And now I feel like this trope is one that people joke about. Yeah. Like... It's like, the call is coming from inside the house, you know, because it's been used so many times. But yeah. It ends well. The police find them and they yeah. arrest them. That's I, that's the thing. Like, all of these stories end well, yeah. whereas, like, the other ones. Th yeah. They're, they're all like, yeah, there's... A year later, he died. <laughs> now, maybe it's because, I wonder if it's because th these stories are meant for children, like young people, and these are stories that could actually happen. Right. So, so you want to give them a sense of safety. Yes. Like, to make it less scary for the children children you know they all get away yeah whereas the police are nice and they're yeah. going to save you yes <laughs> which we all know is not true not always true that's the end of that section so the next section ah! this chapter has the same title as the first chapter but the stories in the first chapter are meant to scare you the ones in this chapter are meant to make you laugh yeah they're silly they are. I love them. I like the Bloody Fingers one. That's the one I remember the That's most. That's the one I remember, too. Yeah. Bloody Fingers. <laughs> yeah. But it could have been really scary, but then they make it into something stupid. Did you read the notes on that one? 
Um, I I think I did, but I don't remember what they said. Uh, well, I'll wait till we get to it because okay. we read read the titles. All right. In so this in this one we have the Viper, the Attic, the Slithery D, Aaron Kelly's Bones. Wait, wait till Martin comes. The ghost with bloody fingers. I also liked wait till Martin comes. And why is that? Because it's about cats. <laughs> and no cats die in it. No cats die in it. The cats are in charge. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so the first one's just like a silly one where like a, a, the viper, he call, some guy's calling this guy and he's like, I'm the viper, I'll be there soon or whatever. And then when he arrives, he's like, I'm the window the viper. viper. I'm here to vipe your windows. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's silly. Fun. The next one is The Addict, and I was kind of meh. Yeah, this one was super meh. It's basically just like, huh? I think I skimmed over it. That's okay. I I actually took notes on this one. Oh, okay. Yeah. So this guy is a hunter. He's got a dog he lives with, Sam. Uh, Why is everyone in this book named Sam? I don't know. There's There's, a lot. This is like the third Sam. Maybe it's because it's such a generic name. There's lots of other generic names, Bob. Like John. Tom. There's no John. Ted. Would you name a dog John? George. <laughs> anyway. Sam. Sam the dog is at home while Rupert the hunter is out hunting. And he feels like something's wrong at home. So he rushes home. Sam is missing. And he hears something up in the attic. So he decides to go up and investigate. And he takes his gun. But he wants to be quiet about it. So he takes off his shoes. And he's walking up the steps slowly, slowly. Ah! And then you're supposed to wait yeah. for someone to say, well, why did he scream? Yeah. And you say, because well, he stepped on a nail. Well, you'd <laughs> scream too if he stepped on a nail. Yeah. So that's, <laughs> it's relying on the people you're with. Right. What playing if they along. What, what if they, they say, say nothing? nothing? <laughs> yeah. What if they just stare at you? And then you what just... if they're like, what, that's it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Lame. I kind of like the slithery D. I did too. You want to read it? Yeah. So this one has like a lot of artwork with it, which I feel like it's cool but I, I like it because it doesn't you don't know what it's about yeah the slithery d he came out of the sea he ate all the others but he didn't eat me the slithery d he came out of the sea he ate all the others but he didn't eat <gasps> he ate you what is the slithery d i don't know and they never show the it either did you read the notes about it um, I don't think there were any notes about this one. Really? Are there? I don't remember it. No, it kind of stops after that one. Let me see what his sources are. The sources for the Slithery Thorthith, D. Thorthith for the Slithery D. Let's see. You know, I know this one is like framed as being silly, oh. but it's actually kind of terrifying. No, there's maybe, nothing. Maybe I he mean, made it up. I mean, it's a reference as to where he got it, but there's oh. no additional notes about it, so... Who knows what the slithery D is? We don't know. Ate mm. all the others. But he didn't eat me. Till now. Till next day. Yeah. I like it, though. What about Aaron Kelly's bones? How'd you feel about this one? Um, it's basically some jerk that won't stay dead. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, His wife can't collect insurance because he comes back from the grave. And yeah. he's like, I don't feel dead, so yeah. I'm not going Back to the grave. I mean, I kind of like his his moxie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm but into Aaron, Aaron Kelly. I would do the same. But so his wife can't collect insurance. Yeah. She can't move on with her love life because a fiddler comes by and starts to court her. Yeah. But Aaron Kelly's over here being like, woo. But I mean, he's not mad. He's not like, how dare you? 
no, but he won't shut up. Like, he won't leave her alone. He won't stop dancing. The fiddler starts playing, and they notice that one of his bones come loose. So they're like, oh, play faster. So he plays faster, and then all of his bones fall apart. But his head still works. His jawbone still works. So he's like, they need to hey, smash this that. is fun. Yeah. <laughs> and I think, what is it? Um, there's one line in here that I really liked. How long do we have to put up with this dead corpse? <laughs> I loved that one. Yeah, so the fiddler leaves her because he's yes! like, yeah, I don't want to deal with this. He's like, I'm going home. The widow never did get married again. Aaron had seen to that. Isn't that sad? A little bit. Well, his bones fell apart, and so they ended up gathering his bones, but they kept them separated. They're still in the coffin together, but they didn't put them right like back in the right places yeah so but he I don't can't know. dance yeah he can't dance but, but I, I guess, guess his jawbone's still working so he's just like <laughs> talking non-stop yeah. in the and they're like god if i marry that widow i have to deal with the the talking skull the dead guy talking over there yeah but yeah she never got married again so total jerk he is kind of a jerk oh. wait till martin comes it's your favorite yeah it, it's so it's basically about like a guy and i guess he's like i don't know Sitting on his porch or something? I don't remember. He comes across an abandoned house. Yeah. It's storming outside. He's like, oh, I'll go in here. Yeah. And he decides to build a fire. Yeah. So he's sitting there and he sees a cat. And then he sees another cat. And they keep saying, like, as when the other cats join the cast, they're like, should we do it now? And they're like, wait till Martin comes. (laughs) And then more cats, should we do it now? Wait till Martin comes. And then finally the guy like runs out of the house and he's like, tell Martin I'm leaving. <laughs> tell Martin I couldn't wait. You couldn't wait for him. <laughs> Bye. That's and I'm like, it. who's Martin? Is he like the big cat? Because, yeah, I think the cats get bigger and bigger. They do. There's... So Martin's the biggest cat. So how big would he be? Because the third knows? cat is as big as a tiger. Do you think Martin would be the next cat to come? Maybe. We don't know. Because we couldn't wait. Couldn't wait for Martin. Why couldn't he wait? (laughs) My curiosity. That's funny. All right. The ghost with the bloody fingers. Yeah. You want to read this one? Sure. Okay. A businessman arrived at a hotel late one night and asked for a room. The room clerk told him the hotel was all filled up. There is only one empty room, he said, but we don't rent that one because it's haunted. I'll take it, said the businessman. I don't believe in ghosts. That's me. That's like you. It is like me. (laughs) The man went up to the room. He unpacked his things and he went to bed. As soon as he did, a ghost came out of the closet. Its fingers were bleeding and it was moaning, Bloody fingers, bloody fingers. When the man saw the ghost, he grabbed his things and ran. The next night, a woman arrived very late. Again, all the rooms were taken except for the haunted room. I'll sleep there, she said. I'm not afraid of ghosts. As soon as she got into bed, the ghost came out of the closet. Its fingers were still bleeding. It was still moaning. Bloody fingers, bloody fingers. And the woman took one look and ran. A week later, another guest arrived very late. He also took the haunted room. After he unpacked, he got out his guitar and he began to play. Soon the ghost appeared. As before, its fingers were bleeding and it was moaning. Bloody fingers, bloody fingers. The man paid no attention. He just kept on strumming his guitar. But the the ghost kept moaning and its fingers kept bleeding. Finally, the guitar player looked up. Cool it, man, he said. Get yourself a Band-Aid. <laughs> I love it. Get yourself a Band-Aid. I mean, he's right. 
That was one of my favorites. Yeah. That was something that stuck with me for a long time. I mean, it's still to this day, I think. Yeah. About, get yourself think about a band-aid. Yeah. Bloody fingers. See, that's cool, how you man. have to. Get well, a band-aid. There was also, uh, was there a part in the notes where they talk about how you're supposed to talk to goats, ghosts? Oh, I don't know. I just read that um, in a variant, the ghost is a monster that kills everyone who occupies a haunted hotel room, except for a hippie who plays the guitar. Hmm. So the hippie gets out because he's all peace love. And he's like, just get yourself a band-aid, yeah. man. I'll yeah. help you with your yeah. problem. Yeah. Don't be scared. Just, just help the ghost. What did, what did, yeah, uh, there, in the notes, it does say something about what you're supposed to do when you talk to a ghost. So this is good advice for you. Okay. Okay. Well, first of all, if you wish to see or hear a ghost, these are some recommended approaches. Oh, God. Okay. Look back over your left shoulder. Look through either one of a mule's ears. Look in a mirror with another person. Arrange six pure white dinner plates around a table, then go to a cemetery at noon and call the name of the person you knew who was buried there. Hmm. So that's if you want to talk to a dead person. Okay. Then, if you encounter a ghost, it is advised that you speak to it. If you do so, you may be able to help it finish whatever it's doing and return to the grave. Some say it's most effective if you address the ghost this way. In the name of God, what do you want? They also say that holding a Bible will protect you against a revengeful ghost and demonstrate your sincerity. (laughs) So that's all I got to do. I don't have a Bible at my (laughs) house. Guess you better get one. I got to get one now. (laughs) Anyway, so those are the stories. You know, they they all have, like, good qualities about them. Yeah. And I I like folklore. Mm Mm-hmm. But they're just not, they're not scary. No, they're not. But they're written for kids. Exactly. They could have been scary. Yeah. I feel I, like all I of them was, could have been scary. Well, you know, I was afraid that this was going to be another dud. No. As far as my recommendation list. Definitely not. But the interest, the things that I found out about it really are interesting to me as far as, you know, the being on the challenged book list and um, hearing different people's opinions on it, the documentary that's out. It's on Amazon, but you do have to pay for it. That's but, fine. But, you know, it's, it's kind of cool. The new movie's out. I gotta oh, yeah. Watch that. You got to watch that. But I'm see, not watching that. I feel like I need to read the other ones because I know for a fact they include ones from the other ones. Yes. They start out with Harold is different, definitely a part of the movie. And I know the Harold artwork. Yeah. I just don't remember the story. I don't remember. Because I didn't own that one. I, I just remember the artwork because it's like one of the most famous ones that's passed around everywhere. Yeah. So I need, to, I need to read the other ones before I see that movie. But... I've got them if you want them. I think I have I bought, too. I bought a box set. Yeah. Yeah. I've got the ebook of the first one. I can get the other twos. But uh, I feel like I really enjoyed the notes in the back more than any of the stories because yeah. I just liked hearing about how the stories have evolved and where the origins of the stories were. Mm-hmm. That part was more interesting to me. And that's something I, nev- I never bothered to read when I was a kid. I didn't even know it existed I didn't when I was either. a kid. I no. wish I would have known because I think it's an important part of the book. And it's an important part of why you would want to keep it in a library yeah. for kids, too. Yeah. I think it's cool. I think it holds up. I think so, too. Yeah. I hope kids keep reading these. Well, um, see, okay, would you think it would be better for a parent to read this to a kid or for a kid to experience this by themselves? I think they should experience it with their friends. Okay. Like with their peers. Yeah. I feel like that's part of the fun of it. Right. Like having a parent scare their own kid, meh. You want to go to, like... A sleep sleepover and yeah. tell scary stories to your friends in the dark. Yeah, I, and I, I think that's part of you know testing yourself as as you grow up. Too. Yeah, you need to have these spaces where you create these scary environments, but you still feel safe. Yeah, 
and then you can see how much you can stand. And I hit my threshold at a midnight showing of Exorcist, I guess. <laughs> I only got stronger. <laughs> yeah, you did. Now nothing scares me. Yeah. Although, you know, I, I like I said it earlier, I think I said it. It may have gotten. Was that on the other know. timeline? <laughs> uh, the things that really scare me are things that could actually happen in real life. Right. So any anything that's like about a killer or you know something like that although i do find serial killers fascinating but it's the psychology behind it right i don't like hearing stories about you're like you're not entertained by those right really. yeah it's more of like oh why i'm always like but why do they think this way what made them so crazy so that's about it for next week we're actually doing something a little different uh we usually cover books on this podcast but we wanted to include some of our favorite scary movies or or spooky Halloweeny movies yeah. from the same time period. Mm-hmm. And the one I picked is a Disney movie called The Watcher in the Woods. Ugh. Or I think it's just there's no the. It's just it? Watcher in the Woods, I'm pretty sure. Oh, okay. Watcher in the Woods, okay. which I have only I only saw it once since I was a kid. Like I hadn't seen it since I was a kid, but Emma and I watched it again recently. Yeah. And I'm not going to give you any yeah. spoilers, but that's that's what we're going to talk about next time. Go watch the trailer, but don't spoil yourself. Or, or just watch the movie. It's good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, don't watch the new one. <laughs> not the 2017 oh, yeah, there one. Is, there is a new one. There's a 2017 one. Don't watch that one. It's, this is the old one from like 1980. Um, and it's really, it's, it's, it's interesting. So we're going to talk about that next time. Yeah. Yeah. So. Until next time, guys. Stay spooky. Spookies. Tell these stories. Goodbye. Bloody fingers. (laughs) To learn more about us and see what we're going to read next, visit our website at growingupbookish.com. 